Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the late-breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome to the late breaking F1 podcast. I'm back, everyone. Don't do, don't you worry. I, I'm back. My name is Ben Hocking. Harry Eden, Sam Sage, of course, as well with me. I mean, we're a bit, we're, we're a bit sick breaking at the moment, aren't we? I, I've just about recovered enough of this podcast. Sam's down with a throat infection. We are literally proving the point that we do not help each other up. We just keep each other down. We really do. We really do operate in that way. Sam, are you doing okay? Uh, and I'm really hoping that we're not going to see a reduced Sam Sage because I don't know what that's like. I mean, the sickness has been brought on by having to carry the weight of this podcast after you decided to bunk off for your sickness birthday on the weekend over there. I can't believe the liberty you had to leave us. Like, I've had to stress myself out to the point of sickness and health. Uh, but no, I will push through the pain and I will... Shout and scream and annoy everyone that listens uh, for the next hour long. So don't you worry, folks. I will, I, will, I will do it for you. Folks, for anyone wondering, it's uh, it's 1-0-0 to my immune system compared to Sam Benz. I'm fine. Um, I'm sure it's going to come and get me. But, I mean, I say it's coming. We don't live with each other or even near each other. So I don't know how that would work. But it's coming. It's coming. I mean, we, we had a discussion on a podcast episode not that long ago asking which of the three <laughs> of us would live longest. And Harry, I think you've taken a lead in that respect. So may, maybe it will be Harry Eid that lives longest. Uh, revenge revenge for you guys saying I was going to go first. So Yeah. This is just karma, isn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> justice. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. Um, I will say thank you very much to the two of you for doing such a stellar job in my yeah. absence. It's However, right. there was just one thing. There was one thing that, oh, that didn't God. quite satisfy my need. I, I, it wasn't quite good enough for me. 
So you, you glossed over the fact that my bold prediction might have been correct from the weekend. And you said, very wrongly, that I wouldn't have the opportunity to gloat. Um, <laughs> bad news. I'm going to gloat. George Russell didn't make it out of Q1. So um, if I'd queued up the celebration music on the um, on the soundboard, I would play it now. Unfortunately, I haven't prepared it. But I did want to get that in there before we start. I mean, right. oh. well, we mentioned this. It, it, it almost worked. I guess it kind of worked because then he, he scored points. So, but you exactly. reverse, your reverse curse paid off. I, I very mean, much hope that the money is in the uh, in in the post, <laughs> Mister. I, I I just my internet just seems to be so bad, Ben. That I can't seem to hear you gloating. I'm afraid. It's I think Sky <laughs> Sky. Oh, they've they've filtered it out. So I guess we will just have to get on with the rest of the the podcast. I suppose. Never mind, there's another time for it. Yeah, I mean, Sam, you're, you're practically robotic at this point, which um, it might be the throat infection. I don't really know <laughs> if that's how it's affected you, but um, it, it's somewhat robotic at this point. We'll see how we get, we'll see how we get on because we've got a, uh, a very exciting podcast for you. Just one thing we're going to look at, but it's a fairly big thing. We're looking at mid-school term reports. Um, you know, pretty much halfway through the year, obviously coming into the summer break now, everyone cries. Um, we're going to look at every single driver on every single team and give them a, a mark between A plus and F. So I'm sure you would have been used to some sort of scoring metric from your school days. Um, and that's how we're going to do this. A plus down to F. Um, Harry might even make a conclusion about one or two of them. We don't know. That's that's left to be decided later on. Um, we'll kick off. We'll kick off with the Mercedes duo, surprisingly leading the championships. I don't think we'd have said we would have been expecting to say that just a few races ago. Lewis Hamilton leading the drivers' championship. I can't believe that is somewhat of a surprise. Um, what would you give him from A plus to F, Harry? Uh, yeah, uh, it is a surprise, isn't it? We, a, few, a couple of weeks ago, we would not be saying that, but I, I am um, I, for Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to give him an, an A minus um, because he's not been perfect, and unusually not perfect for Lewis Hamilton standards. But it's he's still, you know, as first half of seasons go, still pretty good because he's still leading the championship. Um, even though it looked like at one point he was he was going to be well behind by the time we got to the summer break. So yeah, I'll give him an A minus because he's he's still driven well he's made a couple of errors uncharacteristic errors we we, we would say um you know the falling off the road at in Imola um yeah so it's not been a blemish free first half of the season but still pretty good from Lewis Hamilton so a minus from me I think a minus by Hamilton standards might actually be something close to a, a, a d or an f which is if anything that's a compliment based on um that you know he doesn't usually make these mistakes, but A minus from Harry Eid in that respect. Lewis Hamilton for you, Sam. I mean, I've got no idea if you or the world or anyone listening can hear me, or if I'm simply the future now and I've become one of the Terminator robot brigade. Um, but I'm going—I'm actually going to go lower than what Harry gave. I'm going to give Lewis Hamilton a, a B plus. There have been mistakes. There have been issues at his own. Um, his will-to-will combat has not been perfect. Yes, he's leading the championship. Yes, he's doing a stellar job. He's leading that team well. 
But I think there are numerous occasions throughout the season so far that show that Hamilton maybe could have been doing more than what he has done. Um, the magic incident with Baku is the one that stands out. That was a real human error caused entirely by himself. And I think that was really silly. I think it cost him a race wing. Um, of course, we go back to Imola as well. That was a problem. Um, people obviously would blame Hamilton for the dive up the inside of Verstappen as well. That was maybe a little bit of a tarnished record there. So for me, this this can't warrant an A, and that's shocking, I think, for Hamilton standing. And yet he still leads the championship. So yeah, Hamilton B plus. The guy is still absolutely incredible, of course, but I still think there's more he could do. I'm gonna say that Sam has been a bit too harsh, although I do agree with some of those points that you make there, Sam. I'm actually gonna go more in line with Harry. I was I was borderline A or A minus on this one. I've ended up going for A. Um, there have been some uncharacteristic errors. Baku, definitely one of them. If you think of Imola, he got a bit fortunate to get back onto the podium in that race. Um, and you think of Silverstone as well, obviously, he took the win there uh, when it was judged to be his fault in the incident between him and Max Verstappen. So it's been far from a faultless season and much less consistent than we're expecting, which is why I think it's a borderline A minus. But there have been some pretty pretty great drives in there as well the recovery in Hungary as we saw last time out was very good um, he's had a couple of other really impressive performances I thought Porto Mal was fantastic from him um, Bahrain of course as he as he came back to win there so I think for the most part it's been a season of, of very high highs and just a few lows as well that have dampened it somewhat but he is leading the championship that that can't be denied so I'm going to go with an A but only just ahead of an A- minus. On the other side of the garage, I can imagine this will be similarly complimentary. I don't think there will be too much in the way of difference here. I'm expecting A's uh, and A-pluses particularly from Mr. Sage. Valtteri Bottas, what are you going for, Harry? I uh, I found this one actually trickier than I thought it was going to be. Um, I've gone for D-plus. Um which I, I, I think maybe I'm being, I don't know if I'm being too harsh. I'm sure Sam's going to give him an F, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, D plus because uh, look, it's it's been Bottas's worst start to a Mercedes season he's he's ever had. You know, his first lap is very amateurish, amateurish first lap crash on Sunday's the first first lap incident apparently he's ever had, which is a pretty astonishing stat. Um, so, yeah, it's been by no means a great first half of the season. I think he's, you know, Mercedes is still now leading the Constructors' Championship. And that can't all be done by Hamilton. So there's some, some argument for Bottas there. But, it, you know, apart from that, I don't think, I don't see what else Bottas can be too pleased about this, this year. Um, has he even had a poll? I can't think if he has. I don't think he has, has he? I thought he had one. Yeah, he's Spain. Had pole. He got pulled. Yeah, yeah. Bottas had pole in Spain. Yeah, yeah and then I he decided so. that he wouldn't. Wouldn't. I, I think he did, and then he decided he wouldn't. Ah, well, B plus B plus and Valtteri. I'm, I'm being mad at you. But, well, no, um, fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'll stick with D plus. It's been a. It's not been a great first half of the year for poor Walter Bottas. What are you going for, Sam? Any more complimentary than that? Uh, I can't be more complimentary, but I don't think I'm going to be as harsh as what everyone thinks I'm going to be. Uh, I actually don't know if this grade exists in 
the English scoring system. So, folks, if it does elsewhere in the world, let us know. I'm going to go for an E. I don't know who else that ever got an E um, in their grades. Let me know if I'm just that bloody brilliant at all my subjects that I never sunk so low. Um, Valtteri Bottas <laughs> gets an E. God, the arrogance on my face is really arsehole Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a really... Oh, sorry. Made myself cringe. Um, yeah, Bottas, E. And there's a reason why. Harry, you made a very good point in the fact that this has been his worst ever season so far in the season. He has had some poor ones previously. Not a single win so far when Escobar Ocon has now got a win to his name. And I made the <laughs> prediction at the start of the season that Valtteri Bottas will never win again. And it is still coming true, folks. We're halfway through the season. And I'm still right. Um... Rookie mistakes like the breaking that we've seen there. We've seen silly contact. We've seen poor moments, will to will. He's just not with it. The fact that he has led less laps than Ocon across the whole season. The fact that he's behind Lando Norris in the championship. You know, it's not good enough. The only the only redeeming feature is that he hasn't been bad enough that when the opportunity arose to give Mercedes the top spot once again in the constructors, technically... There's been enough to put them back on top. And that was all done by Hamilton in his final race. But, you know, Bottas' points do count to a degree. So, uh, yeah, it's not been great. It's not been a total F. But it's it's definitely technically a fail still if you look at the uh, the scoring system. So, yeah, an E for Valtteri Bottas. I'm going the same as Harry. D+. Plus. Um, I to, For the record, I'm using the scoring that I do throughout the season as sort of a basis for what I'm giving these drivers and it isn't looking too good if you're a Valtteri Bottas fan because there's only about three drivers that are currently lower than him um yeah it, it's not been very good and and I've actually defended Valtteri Bottas quite a bit in the past particularly if you look at his 2018 season where he didn't pick up a win that year uh Hamilton I think picked up something like 11 wins that year so on the on the face of it it really doesn't look good from Valtteri Bottas's perspective I defended him that year a lot because I felt he had a lot of bad luck that led to the position he was in I don't think he's having that bad luck this year though I I really think this is his worst year in a Mercedes by quite a long way um it's just not happening for him Uh, and what he's previously been able to hold on to is the fact that he is He's, he's a very different driver to the likes of Max Verstappen. He is very cautious, and that's not even necessarily a, a an insult. It's actually a compliment in some ways that he doesn't really get involved in many incidents at all. The problem is we're now seeing things like Hungary, where even that is starting to go away from him. I think he's a great driver. I think he just needs a, he needs a new environment. He, I think he needs a completely different situation to, to get involved in. It's not working for him at the moment, though, so D+. Plus. Let's go on to Red Bull. Uh, Max Verstappen has been leading the championship uh, for quite a while, but that turned around this weekend at Hungary. Even so, you would say it's been a fairly good year. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, though. So, Harry, what are you going to rank him? I'm going to give him f- full marks. going to give him an A+. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought about this, and I really struggled to find anything really wrong with this hit, his year this year. I think... Uh, being picky he should have made the move sticker in Bahrain against Hamilton um, there's arguments around you know he could have left slightly more space going through cops but we've spoken of that at length but you know that could be counted as some sort of error and then he crashed in practice in Baku I think and then apart from that I really can't think of much else Max Verstappen's done wrong all year and he's he's been on it he's been level headed you know he, I was 
so not I don't know impressed is the right word, but so um, almost shocked that he was so calm on the radio in Sunday. He just there was no. I, he obviously when the crash happened, he was a bit frustrated, but there was no you know moaning down the radio about his how badly his race is going. He had no right hand side um, barge board and still managed to get in the points. So I was quite impressed with that drive as well. So yeah, I, I think this is easily his best year in F1 so far and you know he's risen to the he's finally been able to challenge challenge for a championship so far he's risen to the occasion and been unlucky in parts as well because without without Baku without necessarily the the Silverson incident he he probably still would be leading the championship so um yeah it's been a fab year for old Maxi Verstappen so a plus for me Sam Ah, uh, see, I am, I am torn. So I, 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 I feel like Max Verstappen is having one of the unluckiest years a championship contender has had in quite some time. Um, I feel like the only luck that Verstappen has had that is not completely carved out of his own doing is that Lewis Hamilton has not been able to capitalise on the points that Verstappen has lost as much as I thought he would. Let's take Baku, for example, right? Verstappen goes out through a tyre failure that is not his own fault in any way, shape or form. Hamilton somehow manages to screw it up himself and still doesn't get the 25 points. You know, that's pretty unheard of in Lewis Hamilton's strike. So I think that's the only luck that Verstappen's had. And because of that, I'm convincing myself, I am also going to join Harry and give Max an A+. Um, The guy's being incredibly harsh but fair if you know what I mean when it comes to wheel tour racing he's pushed Hamilton to the absolute limit he's pulled the sheer nuts and bolts off of that Red Bull and driven it to its absolute hellish extent um, the fact that when you compare where uh, Perez is and where Verstappen is and how much pace he's extracting from that car is absolutely formidable it's been dominant um, I really do feel like he'd be comfortable in this championship if it wasn't um, for the bad luck that he's had the biggest negative that I would state about uh, Verstappen's season so far is the poor overtake manoeuvre opportunity in Bahrain in that first race. He could have had that race win, should have had that race win realistically. He let himself down a bit, in my opinion. Um, But that's not really even a massive negative. You know, it's something that still you'd expect anyone to make an occasional mistake, and that was his. So I'm not going to judge him too harshly for it. So yeah, it's it's a big old A-plus for Verstappen. Yep, I'll join you in terms of A-pluses. This was a fairly easy one for me. Um, if, if you look, we're, we're a dozen races into the season or so. And yes, you, as you've already mentioned, that Bahrain error was probably the biggest mistake he's made all year. But if you're having to look through a, a period of about 12 races or so, and you are looking for what is this person's second biggest error, and I don't even know what it really is. You, maybe you would go to... Um, maybe you would say the Silverstone crash. Again, I, it was Hamilton's fault. Could Verstappen have left a bit more space? Potentially, yes. But if you're counting that as his second biggest error, it must have been a pretty good half season. Um, He's been excellent. The things that have gone wrong in his season have not been his fault by and large. Baku, obviously. Hungary, another one. Silverstone, again, was adjudged to be Hamilton's error. And without, without luck going against him, I think he would be quite comfortably clear in the championship right now. So, yep. A plus, uh, and there are a few as well in our Discord channel. Get involved if you're not already. The link will be in the description. We've got a few in there who were giving their opinions before we started recording. MLG, James B, both going with A pluses for Verstappen as well. So, 
really interesting one there. But what about the other side of the Red Bull garage? Sergio Perez in his first year at the team. Harry, what are you going for? Uh, I'm going for a C plus for old Checo. And I was, you know, if you look at seasons compared to Valtteri Bottas, I think the main difference is that Perez has had a win. Um, but it's been as rocky um, as Bottas is. Uh, but, you know, he only started driving that car in February. And Bottas has been in that team since 2017. So I think that's the big difference here. I think Perez has had a better first half of the season compared to Bottas, which is why he warrants a, a higher higher grade. Um yeah, look, it's been up and down to say the least, but there's definitely been some encouraging races from Checo. Um, he was unlucky in Hungary, as was as was Verstappen. Um, but you know, he was there when it counted to pick up the win in Baku. He had a really strong race in uh, Paul Ricard as well. So yeah, it's it was start it's starting to come together. So um, it was, I think, encouraging towards the latter half of this latter half of this first half. Um, of the season so yeah C plus higher or lower than that one Sam lower uh, <laughs> higher lower folks another game that we like to play on the show with another great theme song hopefully that will make an appearance soon um, I'm not going lower by much but I am going lower I'm going to go C minus um, and I feel like Perez has really had a bit of a topsy-turvy season and I'm a big supporter of Checo I think he deserves another year in that seat I think he's doing well in that seat but not well enough currently um, I think his win in Baku might be the biggest luck into a win that I've seen for some time, where the two championship protagonists take themselves out of the championship fight without any doing with anyone else. Verstappen with a random tyre blowout, and Hamilton by pressing a magic button on the back of his steering wheel for too long. All he had to do was just drive around the last lap. You know, it's, It looks a lot better than I think it is for Perez. He was never going to win that race otherwise. Um, even if Hamilton got off the start normally. I think Hamilton would have got the win for that race. So I think it was pretty lucky. He put himself, yes, in the top three. That's where he should be anyway. Um, so I think he got a little bit lucky on that one. He's also had some poor moments, for example, when we look at uh, Imola, for example. He was all over the shop. He was off the track many times. It was not good for him. And I expect a little bit more consistency when you've got the best car on the grid. But... He's also had some fantastic moments. Bahrain, for example, the car didn't make it round the bloody formation lap. And look what he managed to do. Fantastic result. His qualifying has improved throughout the season. He is now regularly matching the other three in that top four group. And he's always there to follow up Perez. Uh, to follow up Max, rather. He did relatively well in terms of overall positioning in the Austria Grand Prix. But he's nowhere near the pace of Max in that car. And he needs to close that up. Otherwise... If Bottas suddenly improves over the summer, or that Mercedes simply gets better, you're going to have real issues. Perez will just be fourth. So, for me, it's a C-. minus. There is definitely proper room to improve for Perez. But it's not a, a you know, misery business. He, he is doing a good job, just not a great job. I don't like how much I'm, I'm agreeing with Harry here, because I am once again going to go exactly the same. Um, C+. It's because you're, you're ill, mate. It so must be. Yeah. It must be. You'll both be wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I always know that if I'm siding with Harry, there's a very good chance that I'm not right. Um, C plus <laughs> is probably. I think C plus is fair here. It hasn't been perfect. It's been a long way from perfect. There have been some bright sparks in there, 
Baku, as you mentioned. I, I do agree with the points you made about Baku, Sam, looking looking better than what it was. At the same time, I think Red Bull need him to win when Verstappen doesn't win. So I think he fulfilled his job role almost in that situation. So I think he did a good job there. France is another one that you've already mentioned. So, yeah, I, I think he's done, he's got a long way to go. Whether he bridges that gap in the second half of the year remains to be seen but I think it's been a it's been a passing grade at least for the first half of the year six C plus for me let's move on to McLaren um, so one of the drivers of course Lando Norris arguably doing quite a bit better than the other one at the moment so Lando Norris currently doing very well in the drivers championship Harry is this going to be close to the A plus it's my second A plus of the evening, and it's going to Lando Norris. Um, yeah, I, I, it's the same as Verstappen. You sit down and think about what's Lando Norris done wrong all year, and I, I think there's even less than than Verstappen had, which is pretty ridiculous. I, I honestly can't think of any real major mistake that means that he doesn't warrant full, full marks again. So, yeah, Norris has been, you know. If not one of with Verstappen, the star of this first half of the season, you know, is he still sat in third? He must be, I think, in the championship, which is in, an insane stat, um, you know, because that McLaren has improved a lot, but it's not the th- it's not third worthy, is it? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the easiest A plus to give, pretty easier than Verstappen's actually. So, um, yeah, um, Norris has been mega this year, and you know was unlucky not to continue his streak of scoring points uh, in Hungary. So, second A-plus of the evening given out by Harry. Sam, A-plus or not? Uh, sorry, it's just the phone ringing. Um, hello, is that the AQA examination board? <laughs> oh, I'm allowed to give out an A-plus-plus? Okay, good, because Adam Norris is getting Oh, got him. Thank you, GCSE. AQ- for America, for those who are in America, uh, again, this was an East British reference, AQAR examination board, which mark our school grades, essentially. Um, and I've just been off the phone to them, and they've allowed me to give an A++ to star pupil, Lando Norris, because the man has been perfect. The only, the only blemish on that record that I can think of is the invalidating lap in Q3 of Imola, which caused him to fall slightly further down the grid, but it was massively redeemed by the brilliant stout defence that he put up against Hamilton uh, for a massive portion of the race on Hamilton's charge back through the field. Um, Norris has been a cut above the rest. He has been absolutely fantastic. I'm so annoyed that Ben chose this year for Norris to be the the best he's going to be at the moment because he's absolutely nailed it and it frustrates me every waking moment of my life. But Lando Norris has been stellar. And if any big team, I know McLaren is a big team, but I'm talking Mercedes or Red Bull here, want to take a real risk and sign someone outside of the loop, Norris is the man to do so. Good God! That man has been fantastic this season. I can't wait to see what he brings after the summer break. I'm excited to see how well he'll do. Hopefully, it's not down. Honestly, AQA. Uh, OCR club forever. All, 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 <laughs> all about OCR. Um, yeah, this is A+. Plus. Easy one. I, I won't really add anything else here because you, you've basically covered it all. He's just been exceptional from start to finish. And... I don't really want to listen to anyone who suggests that Verstappen and Norris haven't been the top two drivers this year. It seems so obvious to me that it's those two 
as a cut above the rest this year. Um, yeah, he's been, he's been exceptional. If he can, if he continues that for the second half of the year, it's going to be a a utterly remarkable season. Daniel Ricciardo on the other side of the garage. Harry, what are you going for here? I've gone for. Uh, oh, now I'm disagreeing with what I've written down, but no, I'll stick with it. I'm going for C minus. Um, he's been he's been obviously nowhere near um, Land Norris on pace because, as we've already mentioned, Land has been ridiculously good this year. Um, I think there's still been some glimpses of encouragement, particularly in in race trim and you know even in qualifying. Sometimes he's been close not not every time there's been some shockers but sometimes so um yeah it's not like Perez where there's been you know more more encouraging signs but there's been a couple of times this year when when it's looked better for for Danny Rick sometimes when it's looked awful um so yeah I he's not gonna did you see the video of him getting out the car on Sunday yeah that I mean that's the pain hurts my soul um, I think I think that's you know more about what Sunday could have been for for Ricardo because he had a cracking start and you know anything could have gone. He was he when Bottas and Lando were having their crash he was almost up to what you know third or second or whatever. So um, anyway yeah so it's not been a great first half of the season for for Ricardo. I I think it will get better but um, it's a C minus from me. What are you going to say on this one, Sam? So, for those who've been paying attention to the F1 social media world over the last couple of days, of course, there's been a hungry test on the new Pirelli tyres that are going to be around for next season. <laughs> Lando Norris did some laps, and Daniel Ricciardo decided to be the pit board man for Lando Norris on this uh, on this day. And instead of putting out how many laps Lando's done or what time he set, uh, Daniel Ricciardo stuck out a sign that said "Peng" as in penalty one five. Now I'm going to let you uh, work out what "Peng" one five on a board spells out. And for that reason alone, Daniel Ricciardo has moved up an entire half a grade. Um, so for me, he he gets a D. He gets a D, which is actually quite relevant to the board marking. So we're oh, also gosh. given out. Um, Ricardo, for what we know he's capable of, for we, what we know the man could do, the late breaking moves, which of course we sign off on every single time. He's a race winner. He's a pole sitter. The man has gone to three different teams now. We know it took a little while to settle in for Renault, but then he absolutely smashed it. Um, and at Red Bull, of course, he was consistently beat Sebastian Vettel in his first year in that team. Um, I expect more from him. I do expect more from him, especially with the expertise and experience that he's got now under his belt. I expect more. There was an occasion where at one point Lando Norris qualified, I think, in the top five, and Daniel Ricciardo got knocked out in Q1. It, you know, there's been too many moments that just have not been up to standard, and I think he's fully aware of that. And on a moment such as what happened in Hungary, where I think the opportunity for him to score massive points was there, and he was then a victim, of course, of the second part of the crash, was super unlucky. You could see how much that hurt him after the race. He really struggled that entire race. Um, I know Daniel can get better. I believe he will get better, but this first half of the season just simply has not been good enough for a Daniel Ricciardo season. It's not. This is by far his worst season, I believe, so far since he joined that Red Bull team. So... uh... What was your answer, Harry? C minus. Uh, let me just get my Control C button. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Control V, copy, paste. Right, I'm going to go with C minus. Um, this is cheating. I mean, 
I appreciate your point, Sam, on him getting some extra marks because of the work that he did for Lando Norris at the at the tyre test. Um, I don't remember the last time the FIA gave out a 15-second penalty, but I guess right. you know that's available to them if they want to do that. Um, yeah, it hasn't been very good. It has not been very good from, from the start. I've been very surprised at how he just hasn't been able to adjust because Renault wasn't perfect in 2019, but it wasn't this bad. He got there sooner rather than later, whereas it's just not happening for him. And it's not helped by Lando Norris doing an incredible job in the other seat, but he just seems to be a long way off form. And it's as if the car that he's driving is just completely against his usual style. And it's very difficult to adapt your style when you've been racing as long as Ricardo has. So what the way out for this is, I don't know. Does it come in a slightly redeveloped car for next year? Maybe, but it's not going very well at the moment. So C minus for me. Let's move on to let's move on to Ferrari. Um, let's give first of all the uh, the pit crew at Ferrari. Well done, F minus. Uh, but we'll rate the drivers as well. Charles Leclerc, God Leclerc, as we like to call him, of course. What are you saying, Harry? Uh, I've I've given Leclerc an A minus. I think Leclerc is <laughs> Benny. You laughing because it's the same as you. <laughs> God, God damn it! What is the point? What's the point of Ben coming back? Harry could have just spoken for him the entire time. Uh, anyway, right. So A minus for Jack Leclerc. He has been he's been excellent this season, but you know it's been there's been more mistakes in his season than the likes of. Uh, Verstappen and and uh, Norris, it's been on a par with Hamilton, to be honest. Um, you know, the pole in Monaco, the lap he did was great, and then he binned it. Um, I think his performance at Silverstone probably bumped him up an entire grade anyway, On you know, on that performance alone, which was pretty stunning. Um, yeah, he's had, he's had a really, I mean, just a very Charles Clare year, I think. He, he's dragging that Ferrari sometimes into places it shouldn't be. Um, even though it hasn't proved. So, yeah, A-, A minus for me. Well, I think you already know what my grade's going to be. So, <laughs> Sam, are you are you joining us on the A minus train? No, because I, I see sense. I'm not bumping everyone's grades up like they're all my favourite students over there. Um, Leclerc has had... Love, just love them all. Leclerc has, you know, had some brilliant moments, and that Silverstone moment is such a standout. You know, he's been really, really fantastic in that race. He made that race exciting after that incident happened, essentially, um, and it was fantastic to see him like that. But when you have moments like the Monaco Grand Prix, where you you stick it on pole and then you red flag yourself, it's just oh, I know anyone can crash around Monaco, but it's you know a bit amateur. He's had some poor moments just throughout. Like Austria, for example, he just forgets that his car isn't actually six <clears> metres <throat> wide and tries to ram multiple people off the blimming track. Uh, so the grade that I'm giving Charles Leclerc is it's still a high grade. He still deserves a very high grade. He's still God Leclerc, but it's only going to be a B plus for me. Yep, so I am actually going to go for an A minus, surprisingly, <laughs> on this one. Um, I, I think he has been very, very good this year. You're right in what you say, that the consistency isn't quite there yet. And when I say it's not quite there, I, I mean amongst the top couple. So really, he is doing very, very well. I always, I, I think with, with Charles Leclerc, he's actually where Max Verstappen was two years ago, I think, which is not a bad trajectory to be on at all. Um, and bear in mind that Max Verstappen debuted in F1 
like three years before Charles Leclerc did. That bodes pretty well for, for Leclerc's future if he continues on that same path. The, the moments of brilliance are there. The qualifying laps are there. Silverstone was brilliant. He just needs to tidy up these errors. And I think it will come in time. Just not quite yet. So A- minus for me. On the other side of the garage, Carlos Sainz, first year with the Scuderia. Harry, what grade are you and me going for? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for a B plus for Carlos Sainz. Ben? I'll, I'll reveal it at the end. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I've gone for B plus for Carlos Sainz. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, uh, he has uh, had a really solid first half of the year considering this is a, a brand new team um I and mean, if you look at all the people that have joined a new team for 2021 i think he's the one who's adapted the quickest it, again not been blemish free um he, he cra- he's crashed a couple of times of qualifying uh for some reason um but uh yeah it's been a really and it, and you know he's given he's given sean claire a run for his money on a couple of occasions not all the time but on a few ty- a few occasions he has, and you know he picked up the podium in Monaco, where Leclerc didn't because he binned it. So um, yeah, I think it's been a really solid year for, or first half of the year for for Carlos Sainz Junior. Sam, what grade are you going for? I don't believe this, but I'm going to agree with Harry. It's a B plus. The man and Charles Leclerc. This is the closest team will get for me. Um, Carlos Sainz is ahead of Charles Leclerc in the points table. Uh, Carlos Sykes has had two podiums already in the first half of his uh, season. He picked up the Monaco mistake where Leclerc couldn't. Um, the biggest issue I think he had was he crashed with Baku, of course, causing the other red flag, which was quite comical that that happened two races in a row. Sh- um, Carlos Sykes has been so consistent. He's been really, really good. The man is doing exactly what Ferrari needs. He's immediately been the rear gunner. Um, but so much so that uh, at several points in the campaign so far... Carlos Sainz has led the way, and he's calm, he's directing the strategy wall. I am so impressed with Carlos Sainz. I expect I expect big things from Charles Leclerc and the Ferrari. I didn't just get from Carlos, but he's already delivering for me. He's already on that right playing level. The guy is, is getting the points where it's needed, and he's currently the top point scorer for Ferrari. You know, good luck or bad luck regardless. You make your own luck sometimes, and Carlos Sainz Jr., not senior, sorry, is delivering. So, B+. So I was toying with this one between B and B+. And you'll be delighted to know I've gone for B+. Um, So I am the same (laughs) as Harry, but also Sam on this occasion. Um, Yeah, he's done an exceptional job in his first year with the team. And whilst I do believe Leclerc has been marginally better, even if the points tally doesn't quite line up with that, I still think Sainz has done a fantastic job for his first year in the team. Far better than most of the other drivers have done in their first year at new teams. Uh, one thing I will just add to what you two have already said. Let's say, and, and Sainz might be at Ferrari for a long time. You might be there for the next decade. We'll, we'll wait to see on that one. But let's say, for example, that Ferrari do go in another direction in two years' time. What he has done at Ferrari is going to help him out so much when he comes to try to find another seat. Because other teams needed to make decisions about drivers are going to look at Carlos Sainz as a potential option and say, we don't need to wait a year for him to hit the ground running and know that a championship push could be available in the following year. If you're bringing sides on board, you can look at him and say, well, actually, based on what he's done at Ferrari, he could be right on pace straight away. So that that factor's taken away from that decision-making, which is going to really help him out. He might be with Ferrari for a long time. We'll, we'll wait to see. But 
really good so far. B plus. Let's go on to let's go to Aston Martin. So Sebi Vet and Lancey S, as they are very commonly referred to as. Mm-hmm. Let's start with let's start with Lance. Brad. <laughs> oh, poor Brad. Harry, what are you going with for Lance Stroll? Uh, I'm I'm giving Lance a, a C uh, for his first half of 2021. Ben has not agreed with me because he's cheering, or or he has agreed with me. Who knows? No, I'm different than you. Oh, I'm thank different God. than you. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a C. I think Lance. It was particularly at the start of the year. Um, he had some a couple of stellar drives. Bahrain is the one that sticks out in my head um, entirely because. That car, I think, has come on more uh, throughout the season. But the beginning of the year was was not not a uh, not a top ten car. It was it was pretty bottom bottom half of the of the top fifteen. So um, yeah, I think he had a really good race there. But there, you know, it's been uh, it's been marred with some mistakes along the way. Um, Hungary bowling ball time being being one of the bigger ones. Um, yeah, it's it's been very up and down for for for, for Lance and Brad, um, but yeah, so it's it's a C from me. What do you reckon, Sam? I'm going for a Brad plus uh, for my grade for Lance Stroll. Um, quite simply, <laughs> the only memorable thing about Lance Stroll is that he turned into a bowling ball at one point, and then he complains to his wonderful engineer, who must be so done with his crap. Because, my God, Lance Stroll likes to have a go at his engineer. Poor old Brad. Um, on the serious side, uh, Lance Stroll has been so topsy-turvy. He's been so up and down. He's had some really good moments. But then, all of a sudden, where Sebastian Vettel has picked up two podiums. Well, was two. He's now one. Sorry one to the Aston Martin fans out there. Yeah, <laughs> apologies. Um, Lance Stroll has essentially binned himself out of things. You know, it's it's not looked good. I mean, obviously, in Baku, he had the same tyre failure that Vettel, not Vettel, that Verstappen had, which, of course, is unfortunate. The hungry thing, on the other hand, was entirely his own fault. And, um, you know, I, I guess, essentially, set up his uh, his teammate uh, possibly of taking home a podium, which then was taken away from him cruelly due to running past a portaloo. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, Brad Plus feels like the fair grade. If I have to go by standard AQA measurements, though, I'm going to give him a C-. minus. I just realised he's also been a meme, a massive meme after Monaco, oh. which... Uh, oh, yeah, Lance Stroll! Which wasn't even his fault, so I don't think we can mark him down for that, but... Fortunately, this is audio, so we know that he's not going to cut to Lance Stroll. It, Harry, if you find a way to somehow edit in Lance Stroll at this point, I'll be very impressed. Um, I, I said, obviously, at the beginning of this that I haven't agreed with Harry Eid, who gave a C grade, uh, but I've actually disagreed in the different direction to Sam. I've gone C+. Plus. Um, I think he's been fairly solid overall. Um, it hasn't been great in a few areas. Another one that I don't think you mentioned was Portimao. That was not a great race for him. Um, there have been races where he's been off the mark I, I i think generally i think you, yeah you said it harry there are just a few races that have actually gone under the radar for him where he's where he's actually displayed some pretty solid pace and his qualifying pace is getting there as well it used to be a, a pretty terrible uh side to his racing but it, it's getting there now so still a lot of work to do but i'll, I'll give him a c plus sebastian vettel his first year at the team what are you saying harry uh, I've given Sebi Vet a B, a B minus. Um, 
similar kind of story in terms of Lance because it's been very up and down. But for for Seb, the ups have been much more up than the than than Lance's have been. You know, one slash two podiums. Um, I mean, those that he's he's had other good. Monaco was a great performance from him, but the two podiums he's had, you know, I think are reminders of why. Otmar, Aston Martin for you know Racing Point and the, that whole team, why they went for Sebastian Vettel. I'm not saying that Checo Perez wouldn't have picked up those podiums, but it's kind of the reason why why they've got him there. So yeah, it's been very up and down. He's had some horrendous weekends. Silverstone was was well up until the race was all right, but then it went pretty badly in the race. He had a bad race in Bahrain. I think Portimao again wasn't great for him for either of them but um yeah at least he's he's had some some higher higher moments than the lance has so b minus for me sam i uh but i think there was weird tag teams on this because i've now swapped over <laughs> now i'm agreeing with harry on everything he says which i bloody hate um yeah i'm gonna go for a b minus i'm i'm gonna credit two podiums because theoretically he did finish on the podium and that onslaught of uh Ocon, was relentless. 70 laps of being a second behind someone around Hungary is incredible persistence, um, especially with the heat, with the wear that you get. The guy drove brilliantly, and the same again, of course, with Baku. He really managed to pull something out of the bag there. And again, it was a little bit lucky, but same with Perez, I suppose. You have to be in the right place at the right time to take advantage of these moments, and he was. He, he really took it home, and Monaco was fantastic. Silverstone was an absolute shambles. The fact that he's alongside Alonso, and then it looks like me turning the assists off on a Formula 1 game, and he just spins it into the shadow realm on the outside of the track all on his own. It's a little bit embarrassing to still be happening for him, but, you know, these things happen. Also, he's the world's kindest man, and he goes around picking up litter. Um, so... That also gets another stamp in my book. That is equally as good as Daniel Ricciardo's 15-second uh, penalty sign for Lando Norris. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a B-. He's definitely settling in well. It's improving as the season goes on. I reckon by the time we get to the end of the year, he'll be really representing that team higher up the points more consistently. So, uh, I apparently, me and Harry have just lost our connection completely now. So, um, I'm not agreeing with you anymore, Harry. Uh, I've given that I've given that responsibility over to Mr. Sage. Uh, I'm actually going for a C-plus again. I've given the Aston Martin drivers the same grade here. Um, I don't think there's been much in it. I, I think Stroll, in comparison to uh, Vettel, has actually suffered from what I like to call the Nico Hulkenberg effect, which is always having your good races where no one in front of you retires um, and ended up finishing, you know, like P6 and P7 in your good races. Whereas I think Vettel, he he did a good job at Hungary, no doubt about that. Were, was he, and to be fair, Ocon fortunate to be in that position in the first place? Yes, I don't think that can be denied. Uh, Monaco, yes, you're right. It was a good performance for him there. Baku, similar to, similar to Hungary. I think there has been, I think there's been more bad than good, but not by much. So I, I've actually got, and I, like I say, I've, I base these off my season rankings. There's currently one point separating those two, the Aston Martin drivers, in my rankings at the moment. So I, th- I, I agree with what you say. I think there's a good chance for Vettel to sort of properly put his foot down within the team and lead the team in the second half of this year. So I think he's been solid enough to this point. Don't let him put his foot down too fast, though, because he will end up facing the wrong way. Yeah, and I I didn't apply any uh, any grade increase for the recycling because I just hate the planet. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm easily bribed. I'm easily the, bribed. 
that is a very big joke. Um, but I, I decided <laughs> I'd leave it to just I'd leave it to just racing exploits here. Uh, Alpha Tauri, uh, Pierre Gasly. Let's have a look at him first of all. What are you going for here, Harry? Uh, I've given P. Gazzle an a B plus. Sorry, I was reading the wrong one. Um, Gasly has. I, I actually think maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but he's he's driving so well. Um, but he has been unlucky, and there have been occasions where he's kind of just dropped off the ball for the weekend. But I don't know whether his performances have been slightly heightened sometimes by Sonoda, but um, you know his qualifying in in. Hungary was was absolutely stellar. Um, yeah, he's had some great weekends this year, and he's he's like a he's like a, a two hundred mile an hour billboard for a driver who should be in a, in a top scene, and and he's not. Um, it's just like an uh, an advert going around the track every weekend, and everyone's pretending not to see it for some reason. Um, yeah, so I, B plus. I think I am being harsh, but I'm just I'm ju- judging it on judging it on some of the the bad races he's had, but. Um, yeah, it's been a very good, as was last year, a very good first half of the season for 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 P. Gazzle. What are you saying, Sam? Go B plus as well or higher? I'm going to go higher. Uh, P. Gazzle. If Max Verstappen and Lando Norris exist, P. Gazzle would be my driver of the season. The man gets a very strong A, bordering on A plus. He has put that Alpha Tauri into the top six in qualifying seven times so far this half of the season, which is, I don't care what Yuki Snow was doing, that is spectacular when you've got the McLarens around, you've got the Ferraris around, you've got both Red Bulls, both Mercedes taking part. The Alpha Tauri shouldn't be appearing in that top six as many times as it is. And it's not just sixth place, it's also hit fifth and fourth as well, which is incredible stuff. Pierre Gasly, as you said though, is a moving billboard for, should have a better drive. He thoroughly deserves to be moving up in the world of F1. The guy is scoring so many more points for that team. You know, he is just spectacular at the moment. It must be a cultural thing. It must be an understanding thing because obviously he wasn't able to deliver that progression in Red Bull, nor do I feel like he was given the time to deliver that attempted progression. Um, But Pierre Gasly has almost, in my opinion, been faultless. When he has had a bad race, a lot of it can be attributed to poor strategy calls. Uh, Imola, again, stands out as the main one. He was simply just left out forever it felt like it feels like he's still driving around there now we might pick him up again in 2022 and the tire strategy just didn't work for him but um for the most part i think he's been pretty darn faultless uh he even did well in hungry even all the silliness he, he was not too clean out of that crash so i've been incredibly impressed with how well he's driven so yeah very very strong a for me yeah, well, I see your where you're sitting in terms of your A, Sam. I see where you're sitting in terms of your B plus, Harry. And I think I will just plonk myself right in the middle. Uh, a A minus for me. I, yeah, he's he's been brilliant this year. And one of one of the things that I would say here is that I think a lot of his performances go massively under the radar. I would pick up with what you said, Sam, in terms of his strategy calls often not being great. Um, and generally speaking, I can't remember the race off the top of my head. But generally speaking, when he's on a poor strategy and there are a few others on a poor strategy, he's generally the only one that makes a race of it. And actually another one of that, Hungary, I I wasn't on the podcast, obviously. I very nearly gave him driver of the day, which might seem a bit crazy in a race where Alonso did what he did and Ocon won the race. Bear in mind that Gasly had pretty awful luck at the start and had to make his way back through the field 
in order to then beat Sonoda by such a distance, who wasn't really affected, to the point where he could pit and have a fastest lap attempt at the end and get it as well. So he has been exceptional. I, I've given him an A minus. In all, I was almost I was almost at an A with you, Sam, to be honest. Um, and I think, with the exception of, I've got him as my fifth best driver of the season so far. But I think he's really not far off third for me either. So he's been really great. Yuki Sonoda on the other side of the garage, Harry. Uh, I've given Yuki Sonoda a G plus, um, and caveating it with. Uh, he he's he's a, year, he's a year too early, um, which is not his fault. But it's just Red Bull doing Red Bull things. Um, you know he and you know he had such a such a solid first race. Absolutely planted one on Fernando Alonso, which not many people do, as we saw at the weekend. Even Lewis Hamilton struggled. Um, and then since then he's he's just decided to back it into most of the Armco barriers he he, he sees um, each weekend. He's like, oh. There we go. I'll back into this one. Um, yeah, which is all part of the rookie learning experience. And, you know, I don't think they're going to get rid of him or anything. Um, and as I said, I think it was a year too early. But for that reason, I've, I've got to give him a D plus because even when he's not been backing it in as well, it, his quality, quality performances in general have been just been a bit slow. Um, but I, I feel like I'm being harsh on him. I don't think it, it's necessarily... It is his fault, obviously, but... You know he's he's still got a long way to go, so um, it's not necessarily a bad reflection on him. He's just got a lot of learning to do. So a D plus for me. Sam, I'm interested to know what your what your one is on this. Bearing in mind that so far you've managed to create a grade of an A plus plus, you've given a Brad <laughs> plus, and you've given an E. So who knows what this is going to be, right? I mean, Yuki Sangoda is deciding to take the rocket ship, spaceship Sangoda up to the, uh, the upper echelons of the grades, and he's managed to find himself a big old D out there in the stratosphere. Um, and I hope he holds on to that big old D and trades it in maybe for a better grade next year. Um, Yuki, I've never seen someone be almost so negatively affected by having such a good first race. Um, to plant one around the outside of Fernando Alonso is stellar. I don't, you know, not many people, as you've said, not many people get to do that and it worked brilliantly for him. And since then, again, as you've said, Harry, it's almost like he wants to go and, like, do a checkerboard, like one of them, you know, football sticker books that you get, where he's going to go <laughs> fist bump every, a barrier at every single track, like, yeah, mark that one off. Yeah, mark that one. Oh, limited edition, that one. Is it a Baku? Oh, I get that one too. Because he didn't break for that corner, did he? Um... The guy has got a lot more to come in terms of learning, but his raw pace is fantastic. He has shown moments of raw pace. Hungary helped him, you know, finishing the position behind Gasly. Didn't help him overall time, but it looks okay in terms of results. The guy's improving, but yes, he's here a year too early. I reckon give him another 12 months, give him another season. He'll be, he'll be all right. He'll get to grips with it fully. Plus, he's so sweary and fiery. And, you know, folks, you don't understand how much I hold back swearing on this podcast. It's quite ridiculous. Yep. Um... So, so yeah. No, I'm I, I'm rooting for Yuki, but he does need to step it up. So it's a it's a big old D. I am going to agree with Harry. I'm back on that one, folks. Uh, D plus. Yes. Don't worry, I have returned to you, Mister Reed. Um, D plus for the reasons that you said. It's a year too early, plain and simple. Um, his his qualifying pace is concerning because it, it really isn't that great considering the amount of times that Gasly is getting inside that top six. The amount of Q1 and 
Q2 eliminations that, that Sonoda's had this year. Uh, and apologies to whoever said this on our Discord channel, but because uh, I can't remember exactly who said it, but I agree completely with the point they made. Uh, and that was that that first race in Bahrain was the absolute worst thing that could have happened to him. Uh, and I, I agree with that because do you remember some of the comments that came out after that performance? P- people saying that he was the most exciting rookie since I can't remember w- what name they gave, like Hamilton. Like, come on, he's had one race. Even if he is going to be like that, don't 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 put that on his shoulders. Come on, um, he's he's got a long way to go. He should have been an F two this year, but um, I think I think that there are only a few, but there are a few bright sparks for him to build on. Let's move on to Alpine after a very good race that they had last time out, of course, with Ocon taking their first win and Fernando Alonso just finishing off the podium. Sorry, Fernando Bosonzo, as we should probably now call him. <laughs> Harry, let's go with Ocon first. What are you rating him? Um, I'm going to give Ocon a B. Uh, he has been not as up and down as some, but he had a very good start to the year. Um, and I don't know whether that was exaggerated because Alonso didn't have a great start. And, you know, he was... When, when you're uh, outpacing Fernando Alonso, you look pretty good. Um, it doesn't matter what, what you do, you still look pretty good. Um, so, yeah, he had a great start. And then he signed a contract and then fell asleep for a few races. Not entirely sure what happened. And then he won. So, yeah, overall up and down a bit. But, you know, his his... I know you said he was fortunate, Ben, and I agree at the weekend, but he still, his race pace was pretty incredible, and he had Sebastian Vettel just on his gearbox for 70 laps, which is, you know, even around Hungary, it's not it's not easy to do. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give him a B, because it's, it's an absolute marked improvement on last year. Um, still a bit up and down, but he's been really solid. So a B from you, Harry. Sam, from you? Uh, I'm going to drop down slightly. I'm going to give Esteban Ocon a B-. Minus. Um, I think that race wing really flatters Esteban Ocon. And, you know, he lucked into being in that top spot. The amount of events that occurred that allowed him to lead is quite ridiculous at that point. Um, but he did have to keep a four-time world champion off of his gearbox for 70 laps, essentially, which is incredibly brilliant. You know, well done him. But after about the second or third race, we were all singing his praises. We were all saying that Ocon was the surprise package of the season, how he was absolutely brilliant. And then he did nothing for about eight races consistently. It was so bad for so many races. Um, Alonso was trouncing him constantly. Alonso was the man to look at, and I was really quite disappointed. And if he didn't get this wing, let's say that Ocon finished fifth or sixth here after the events that took place at Hungary. For me, it could have been a C-, maybe even a D plus. But I think that race in Hungary, really has elevated him. And I think it does flatter him. So I'm going to go a B-. minus. He's still got room to improve. He can still have a better season, in my opinion. But it's definitely been good. Good, not great. I think I hope this win kicks him on. So, I mean, Harry started off uh, on a B. Sam's gone down one step to a B-. minus. I'm going to go down one more step to find myself at a C plus on this one. So I'm being the harsh one of the three of us here. Um first of all Hungary agree with the points you made um the good first of all the fact that he was able to hold off Vettel for so long is impressive and I I was impressed at how he held his nerve I do disagree with the point on his race pace though 
bear in mind that Nicholas Latifi was in third place and created a massive gap between Ocon and Vettel and the rest of the field. The fact that Alonso was so close to Ocon at the end of the race, even with that maybe 15, 20 second gap that Latifi created, I don't think that's a great look for Ocon. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the race pace point of that, but I do think he held his nerve quite well. First few races of the season, yeah, he was on form. But really, after he signed that contract, I said at the time, I didn't agree with the long-term contract that he got. I still don't agree with it now. He, he, he performed very poorly for a number of races, and the win doesn't really change much for me. It, it doesn't change my view on Ocon, and it's not... I, I think he is going to be a Nico Hulkenberg-type character, which is perfectly acceptable. He's got a long career in F1 if he wants it, but it's not, it's not in the upper echelons of F1. I, I just think that's the reality of it. This win doesn't really change much for me in that respect even so it, it's been it's been an okay year if you, if you look at the first bit first few races it was probably a b plus if you look at the middle lot of races it was probably a d minus probably works out around a c plus fernando I mean, Alonso. Hul- oh sorry go on. sorry i say nika hogenberg would kill to have a win so yeah but you know he, he's a sexy man so he doesn't need wins <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> reliably uh, sexy Reliably sexy and sexually reliable. Um, Moving on to Fernando Alonso, our our loved two-time world champ at 40 years of age now, of course. Harry, what are you giving him? Um, It's a a big old snap. I'm giving him a a B as well. It's two Bs for the the Alpine team. Um, He didn't have a very good start to his year and it was very on Fernando Alonso and I think a lot of us were questioning whether he was ever going to be back to what you know the Fernando Alonso we knew but uh, it's taken a, a little while but I think now he's performing at that same level um a couple of races Portimao he was pretty pretty solid there at the end um and obviously his his def- I, I'm still not quite over I know I am you know king of the fan Fernando Alonso fan club but could not quite over that defense defensive driving he was doing in in Hungary it was was um, memorable, to say the least. So um, yeah, I'm gonna give Fernando Alonso a B. Uh, it's been, like you said, Ben. Maybe the 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 last few races have been up there as maybe an A minus, but the first few were down as a C, C, D plus, maybe something like that. So it balances out maybe as a B. So um, yeah, it's the same same old B for for Fernando Alonso. Sam, what you go with? I mean, two-time world champ, screaming his helmet like a madman. It's good to have him back because, as you say, Harry, that defensive manoeuvre, the driving, the the ability to turn himself into an actual human roadblock around the Hungara ring was absolutely spectacular to watch. It was some of the best wheels wheel racing I think we've seen uh, all season, if not for for a long time. It was brilliant stuff from Fernando. Um, And, of course, he is sexually reliable. If you're going to look at a man being reliably sexy and sexually reliable, Fernando Alonso ticks both of those boxes very much so at the ripe old age of 40. I also think he's going to get a B. I think that uh, I'm a little bit more complimentary at the start of the season, though, than Harry. I think that he deserves a bit of time to get back into it. It does take a lot to get yourself back into a Formula 1 car after a good couple of years. Um, You've got to adjust to a lot. I'm very much looking forward to seeing the Amazon show that's coming out uh, with Fernando involved in it as well. New season of that. 
I think he's done really, really well, and I think it's on the upwards trajectory, and I would not be surprised if, if he carries on with this momentum, if he becomes one of the top six or seven drivers of the season, uh, at the end of the season, if he manages to carry this on, because I think he won that race for Alpine, I really think it might have changed the whole game, had he just let Hamilton right through, and I do think that means a lot, actually, I think that shows the difference between Ocon's pace and Alonso's ability, um, so yeah, Alonso, a firm B for me. And I will complete the set. I'll go with a B as well. Yeah, I, I think, and I don't like saying this at all, but even with the B, I, I don't think it is going to be the Fernando Alonso of old ever again. I think you, what we've got right now is a very good Fernando Alonso. I don't think the elite Fernando Alonso that we loved back in, in 2012 and such is, is ever going to come back. That's the, the takeaway that I've had from the first half of this year. But what we do have is still a very entertaining racer. Uh, Hungary, I'll, I'll spit, even though you two have already said about it, I just wanted to speak about it as well because I didn't get a chance to on the Sunday. And I was so disappointed because it was absolutely epic what he did. That, that one corner where going into turn one oh. and... Alonso, Alonso's defending the position. Hamilton's like, haha, no, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do the up and under. You're toast, mate. Ninety-five percent of drivers are gonna go overtake him there. Alonso's like, all right, where's the brake pedal? <laughs> Beep. Right, you're not getting fast. I absolutely loved it. Alonso going about four miles an hour around that corner was my favourite <laughs> moment of the race, and it worked. So he held him up enough, and you know, even. Even if Hamilton had maybe two more laps, he might well have got Ocon. So, um, really impressive from him. But generally across the season, it's got better as it's gone on. Um, so, I'll, I'll give him a B overall. We're getting down to the uh, to the basement, the basement guys now, the bottom three teams. Let's go off their fresh off their points, uh, and well, ended up being quite a few of them in the end, didn't it? Uh, Nicholas Latifi and George Russell picked up ten points. Williams, they picked up 10 points. I can't wait to see when they're going to be disqualified from this event. But No. What, what are you saying, Harry? Um, give us give us both of them, Nicholas Latifi and George Russell. What are your grades for the pair of them? Uh, George Russell, I'm giving an A. Uh, you know, he has been almost as stellar as in those top drivers we talked about. I think there's a fairly big blemish on his, on his CV for, for this year, and that's... Um, him and Bottas trying to wipe out half of Imola town with uh, with their crash. Um, you know, both both are at fault there, but you know, George probably could have let that one go at that point. Um but yeah, he's been I mean, qualifying as they love to call him on Sky, Mr. Saturday. Um but you know, his qualifying performances have been absolutely supreme and he's struggled to keep it in the races because that car doesn't deserve to be where he's qualifying it. So um yeah, George's George has been pretty supreme this year and it's just being another advert for another driver who's just a walking advert to be in a top team um and then Nicholas Latifi I've given a C um again I think his performances are made to look worse than they perhaps are there there have been some bad ones um you know when Mick Schumacher did him in Portimao because I don't think that hash should be anywhere near the Williams um to be honest but has some encouraging races too, some encouraging qualifying performances, but um, yeah, it's a C for me. Sam, what about your ratings for those two? Uh, I'm going to be slightly less generous on one, slightly more generous on the other. George Russell is going to get an A- minus for me. Again, he's been absolutely stellar. I don't think he's been of the same upper echelon as Pierre Gasly, Max Verstappen, uh, Lando Norris. 
but I do think he's been absolutely sensational this season. He's qualifying at Mr. Sasuke, as Crofty loves to declare. He's been brilliant. Um, I do think he has really flattered that Williams. And I think... Uh, the biggest unlucky point was maybe that second race in Austria where he was running around in P7, P8. Legitimately, the car was legitimately getting a score points without any problems. And of course, he then suffered that major failure which caused him to just fall out the points and pit every five laps or so. Um, he, yeah, he deserves to be no longer fighting for maybe one point every 30 races anymore. He deserves a good shot at the top. Nicholas Satifi, on the hand, I'm going to give him a B minus. I think that um, he has been made to look slightly worse than he has been by George Russell. When those two have both not finished in the points, it's actually been relatively close on a lot of occasions. Latifi has also finished in front of Russell on a few occasions, just outside of the points as well, but of course it isn't really monitored. Um, you know, Latifi is driving that Williams well, just nowhere near as well as what George Russell is on several of the, uh, the key races that it matters. And of course, George Russell's had the epic crash with Valtteri Bottas, which I think blemishes the record slightly. Um, so yeah, it's an A- minus for Russell, a B- minus for Latifi. Wow, I'm being very harsh on these two, apparently. Um, so George Russell, I'm going to give a B plus. Um, I, th- I think overall, like his qualifying is absolutely epic. I think his race pace could do with just a little bit of work, but that could be a bit difficult to judge based on him being in that Williams. Uh, but the most important thing he needs to do is he needs to grab his phone, he needs to go to his contacts, he needs to scroll through, and then he needs to get to the letter L. Because at that point, he can give Lance Stroll a call and he can ask him the question, how do you start an F1 car? Because for whatever reason, Lance Stroll is great at it. And for whatever reason, George Russell can't start. I don't know what it is, but it seems if he'll always drop about three or four positions on the first lap of races. When he gets that sorted, he is going to be very, very dangerous. So I'll give him a B+. Um, I cannot believe... The B minus for Nicholas Latifi. Uh, I'm going D plus here. I really don't think he's done anything. Um, yes, he, he scored six points, obviously, at the Hungarian Grand Prix. Bear in mind that the gap between Latifi and Russell was about 15 seconds at one point. I think it ended up maybe less than five, possibly. So Russell clearly had superior race pace to him. Uh, and obviously Latifi was in a much better position after after the first lap shenanigans. I don't know. I just haven't really seen anything from Latifi that makes me think he's uh, he's delivered anything. It was probably going to be a D rather than a D plus if it weren't for weren't for Hungary where he delivered a good performance. But um, as much as I, I I really do like Nicholas Latifi, uh, I don't like to play favourites, but he is probably one of my my favourite guys on the grid right now. Uh, but I think the reality is he's just not not quite good enough for F1. And uh, clearly, former Williams development driver might well agree with me on that, but I'm allowed to say it, and he's not. So uh, that, The that's... man turned up to a race in a tank, Benjamin. That warrants at least three extra marks. <laughs> yeah, that has given him three extra marks. He was on a U-plus before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, U-plus, you sunshine. <laughs> Got me there. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give him that. Let's go to the Alfa Romeo duo, Kimi Raikkonen and Antonio Giovinazzi. Of course, Kimi Raikkonen is uh, is very interested to hear what our ratings of him are going to be. He's going to be first on this podcast listening. So, Harry, what ratings are you going for here? Uh, I've given them both Cs. Um, Raikkonen has been okay. Giovinazzi's been all right. Cs. <laughs> Great summary. That might be the most succinct 
commentary you've ever given, Harry. I was fully <laughs> expecting you to come in with a final sentence there of, but it could be a different letter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what are you going for? Uh, I'm not going to agree with Mr. Reed. I'm going to give Antonio Giovinazzi a big fat B because the man is having a stellar season so far. He's really outdriving what I expected from him. He's regularly um, achieving points, if not close to points. You know, he is boosting that team up more than I think he should, and he thoroughly deserves another year in that car. Whereas on the other side of the garage, the Iceman, I don't get what the hype's about. He's had one, if not two, all right performances. He absolutely tarnished any good performance in Austria by destroying a certain individual at the end of the race. Uh, Kimmy, for me, gets a, a, a D. Um, it's just not being particularly great. And like I said, he's had some okay moments. So that's why he isn't any lower than that. Um, but yeah, bloody hell. I think Kimmy Reichen should kind of put his, his boots in a bag and sing them over his hook and he can swung off to Finland and enjoy retirement very nicely with his lovely family because I think Formula 1 maybe is uh, no longer a hobby or a pastime for him. He should watch it on the telly. I'm a little bit done with Kimmy taking up a seat. So, yeah, Chivagatsi a B, Kimmy a D. I'm going with the same as Harry Eid. C's for both. Um, I think in terms of qualifying trim, Giovinazzi's got a, an edge there over Raikkonen. In terms of race pace, I think Raikkonen's still got a minor edge over Giovinazzi. Um, I, you know, Raikkonen, it seems like every weekend he turns up and he starts in 18th place and he makes a good recovery up to about 12th. And you think, oh, well done, Kimmy. You've done a really good job there to make up six places from where you started. Make sure you qualify better next time. And next time he qualifies P19. So <laughs> if, he, if he sorts out his qualifying, he might actually make some progress up to the, to the lower points. But... Um, so I, I still think race pace wise Raikkonen has got something to offer um, but yeah I, I think both of them sees I don't think there's been much in it really and then lastly Haas who have given their two drivers an absolute beast of a car and it's fair to say that they have under delivered on the on the car that they have available to them but let's uh, let's see what the guys think Schumacher Mazepin what are you going for Harry uh, Schumacher, I've given, given a C minus, and Mazepin, I've given a D minus. Um, yeah, Schumacher, I, I think could have, could have been higher potentially, but he's 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 uh, he's written off a couple of cars so so far this year. Um, uh, yeah, he he missed he's missed quite a couple of qualifyings due to FP three crashes, but you know he's had some good pace despite how tricky that car is to drive and a couple of great races as well. Um, Mazepin, you know, jokes aside, he he has spun a lot. Admittedly, that car is pretty hard to drive for someone who's an egg. Um, but <laughs> no, uh, it, it, all seriousness, it is a difficult car to drive. But the thing that lets him down is he's just slow, like all the time slow. And it's not even compared to the rest of the field. It's compared to Schumacher, and it has got better as the season's gone on. But my God. He's been slow, and even in quality, it's got better. But in the race, he's still, uh, you know, we watch the. He has a little dive bomb. One of them has a dive bomb on each other. They have a little tussle, and then you look back again ten laps later, and Mazepin's about thirty seconds behind Schumacher for some reason. So, um, yeah, it's a D minus for him. I love how his issue as a racing driver is that he's slow. It's like <laughs> that that guy over there. Yeah, he's a human, but he has a real problem living yeah it's a real <laughs> difficult one for him it's a quite a key component of the overall what it takes to be a racing driver 
being quick oh. or slow. Um, <laughs> That's an issue, then. <laughs> yeah, might be an issue. Sam, what are you going for? Well, you speak about, you know, humans requiring to live. Well, that's exactly what Mazaping isn't. You know, he is a boiled <laughs> egg in a driving seat. Oh, and I'm still on. surprised that, that Gunter Steiner is willing to let this man, this, this man egg, Humpty Dumpty perhaps, get Meg. inside a Formula One car every, <laughs> a Meg, every single weekend. Um, at one point, Mick Schumacher was driving around quite nicely. And you look at the timing screen and it had been, what, 58 laps? And then you look at the time of screen and Eggman Mazepin was about 58 seconds behind. How are you a second a lap slower than your teammate? Every single lap has there no improvement, is there no development. The man gets an F. The man gets fried. The man should be eating up on a bit of toast and doesn't deserve an F1 seat anymore. He is not good enough. I'm sorry. He's the lowest grade of the season. Nikita Mazepin, sir, you have been cracked under pressure and you should be out of that seat. Let's move on to Mick Schumacher. Lovely man. Um, also gives us the feels. That's the issue. That uh, There's a real emotional attachment to Mick Schumacher. He gets a C+. Plus. The Haas has been bloody terrible. He has had some negative moments. He's been in the car a couple of times. Um, he's been off the pace regularly. But then at the same time, when he does get a chance, as we saw in Hungary, he is so happy to get his elbows out. He is so happy to go wheel to wheel the likes of Ricardo and Verstappen. There was contact, and he didn't even shy away from it. He was straight back there in the next corner. And I bloody love that fight from Mick Schumacher. I really see a future. He's coming a lot stronger than I thought he was going to. I wasn't entirely sure if he was ready, despite being the F2 champ. Um... So yeah, Mick Schumacher a C plus, Nikita Mazeping fried and then put on a slice of toast. Wow. <laughs> so sometimes I look into the future and see us being respected as a solid F one podcast. And then Sam calls one of the drivers literally calls one of the drivers Humpty Dumpty and that <laughs> just completely <laughs> shatters everything. Um Sorry. Wow. Anyway, I'll start with Mazepin. And it's fair to say that your your commentary of him was maybe not complimentary. That might be understatement of the year. Uh, so I will give two compliments to Mazepin here. Number one, he beat Mick Schumacher at Silverstone. Well done. <laughs> Number two, he is not crashing the car now as much as he was at the beginning of the year. It's be, It's getting better. So I'll give him that as well. True. There isn't that much more I can give him, I'm afraid. So for those two reasons, I haven't gone for an F. I've gone for an F+. Plus. Um, <laughs> I felt That's not a thing! <laughs> I'm not taking lectures on what grades are and aren't from you, Sam. You after you have literally Brad given him Brad+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what B stands for? Yeah, no. but you said Brad+, plus and then gave him a C, didn't you? Yeah. Ah, well. Oh, I'll have the gothical body on the board, on the phone. Alright. I I am going for an F plus for, for Mazepin here. Um, and the other one, Mick Schumacher. Uh, so I'm going to go in the middle of you, actually. I'm going to go with a C. Definitely his performance in Hungary raised his stock. It was great to see him just having the ability to race with other drivers. Uh, and I think overall... He held himself up pretty well. I think a lot of the battling that he did actually took away from his tyres. So towards the end of that first stint, he was really falling off the pace. But it was just great to see him go side by side. You know, when you when you come into F1, 
as he has, he's had to go like a dozen races without really racing anyone apart from Mazepin when he decides to dive up the inside of, you know... Uh, that's, not, that's not battling, though. That's literally jumping out of the way. It's just yeah. like, okay. So apart from those experiences, uh, he hasn't really had, at least outside of his own team, hasn't really had much to do. So it's good to see that. Overall, yeah, too many crashes to get anything more than the C, but hopefully for his sake... He has a car that he can do something with next year because we don't we don't like seeing uncompetitive teams on the grid. It's it's not good for anyone. Well, that was a marathon and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm exhausted. I, I I'm interested to know all of your thoughts as usual uh, as you listen to the podcast. I, I'm not expecting everyone to come in with every single one of their drivers with a grade, but if you want to, feel free. We'll, we'll definitely give it a look. Fill your boots. Fill your boots, indeed. Right. After all of that, which I think must be our longest podcast ever, so well done if you made it to this point. We will be back again next week, of course. We are keeping up the recording sessions throughout this uh, dreaded summer break. We're still going to be going weekly with these, so you'll at least have a weekly fix of Formula One chat. Who knows what we'll talk about next week? You'll have to listen to find out. But Sam, if you wouldn't mind, in the meantime, getting us out of here. Yes, folks, grade your drivers and let us know, of course, who's got an A, who's got a Brad Plus and who's getting fried. Uh, maybe Dave Banks and Phillips could get involved with a good gunging. And what would you grade us? You know, I'm definitely the A-star student. Harry's definitely sat in the middle on a big fat C because he's got no idea what he's doing. And Ben is just a big fat F. Uh, just because he's smug at the start of the podcast. Uh, folks, of course, as Ben said, we're back. Get involved over on the Discord. The link's in the description. Join us on Twitter as well, at LBreak, and we can't wait to have you. And thank you so much for your support. Do hit subscribe, do hit follow, whatever the, the correct button is. We appreciate it. Maybe great the podcast. Only A's allowed. I will delete anything else. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> I've been Samuel Sage. I've been Ben Hocking. And I've been Brad Plus. <laughs> and remember, keep breaking late. Brad! <laughs>Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.